Hey, welcome to Sonic Rodent, a podcast about songwriting. Today, let's tackle a topic that has been on my mind for quite some time now. It's the role of politics and social dynamics in music, and vice versa. This discussion is rather complicated and nuanced, and there is more than one right answer. So I encourage you to make up your own mind about this subject, as you will probably disagree with me on one front or another. First, let's try to define the place of music in society in general and how we approach it. For one, and in the music industry probably more common, is to approach music as an object. It's something with a distinct time of creation, something that can be passed around. When you show a song you might like to your friends, that is treating music as an object. And then there's also the method of approaching music as an activity. This can be you jamming with your friends, attending a live concert or otherwise be part of the performance or creation process of it. If you choose to approach music more as an object and reduce its meaning and impact only to, for example, its lyrics or its inherent statement, you're taking a textual approach to derive meaning from music. If you are, however, of the opinion that the meaning of a song has more to do with its place in society and what an audience might do with it, you're a contextualist. So far so good, but what does this mean for politics in music? Well, while a textualist might say that a song is not political if it doesn't contain any political statements, a contextualist might argue that a song that has no political undertones in its lyrics, but is played at a protest, is political, because of its meaning for society at large. And this only further complicates the role of music in politics. In 1984, Ronald Reagan used the song Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen as his campaign anthem, not knowing that this song was not a cheerful affirmation for the American people, but was actually meant to criticize the situation of Vietnam veterans who returned to America to face unemployment and failing social services. Bruce Springsteen himself noted that Born in the USA might be his most misunderstood song. But now comes the tough question only you can answer for yourself. If the song's inherent meaning and intention was to criticize, but it's widely adopted as a cheerful affirmation, what is the real meaning of the song? Would the contextualist argue that its inherent meaning is not relevant? And would the textualist argue that the perception of millions of people around the globe is invalid because Springsteen said the song was about war veterans? Either way, it's hard to deny the political and cultural impact music has. The rulers of countries know this too. That's why in the Soviet Union, for example, art had to meet certain criteria and be approved by the state. That's why China bans the representation of hip-hop culture in television, and it's also why Vladimir Putin wants to, quote-unquote, direct rap music. Music has a long and intertwined relationship with politics and society. Their song Can't Stop the Red Hot Chili Peppers called music the great communicator, and they were totally right in that. Music has an unmatched power to bring people together. This is why we see bounding and bridging in music all the time. Bounding is the inherent association of a certain group of people with a certain type of music. A good example of this is how jazz was heavily associated with African Americans for a long time. Bridging is the exact opposite of that. This raises another issue though. It's the issue of cultural appropriation in music, which can't go unmentioned in this context. Cultural appropriation is when a marginalized group of people is disenfranchised of one central aspect of their culture. Learning from each other and other cultures is a good thing. But it's problematic when hip-hop, for example, never gained much popularity with white people. Then suddenly, a white hip-hop artist comes around and suddenly the genre is dominated by white people because it's easier to market it this way. Be aware of those sensitive issues. So, for a contextualist, this all presents a pretty strong case that music is inherently political. But the textualist might disagree here. Keep in mind, for music to be political in the textual sense, it needs to be explicitly. On the issue if music should be political or not, artists and listeners love to disagree. Trent Reznor famously criticized Taylor Swift for leaving politics out of her music, 
But some listeners actually appreciate that music can be a place to turn to if you don't want to hear about politics these days, where the topic seems unavoidable. And that's a perfectly understandable argument to make. A more profound argument against politics in music is that music is an art form, and art should be pure. It should not be tainted by politics, which is all about winning and losing, which is not something art should aspire to. Another argument is that yes, music can bring people together for a good cause, but it can also do so for a bad one. There is a big scene around fascist and racist bands like Screwdriver and Böse Onkels. It became that much of a problem that Dead Kennedys released the song Nazi Punk's Fuck Off as a response to this problem. For every system of a down who raise awareness of genocide and social issues, you might also get a Sleipnir who promote national socialism and hate against minorities. And even with textually political lyrics, people might say that they don't listen to music for the politics and they simply ignore the meaning behind songs, taking a more hedonistic approach. And yeah, that too is a completely reasonable statement to make. What you take away from music is up to you. I should point out that there is no value in obsessing over textual, contextual or hedonistic approaches to music. All of them are equally valid and it's more useful to not be consistent about them. I just think that these are useful frameworks to look at music and meaning if you want to explore it. Now, you are probably well equipped to make up your own mind about politics and music and if you want to incorporate it or not. But since this is my podcast, I will annoy with my two cents on this subject anyway. So here we go. My opinion is that you are free to write what you want. Politics certainly have the potential to divide your audience, but freedom of speech should be a right guaranteed to you by your constitution. So don't let anyone, not me and not your audience, dictate to you what you can or cannot say. And with that, we are out of time. Thank you for listening. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at Simon Markwriter. And I have a dedicated Facebook page for this podcast. Bye.